Hello, I'm Michelle Long. Time for Daily Market Wrap this Tuesday, January 3, 2023. Most Asian markets and currencies fluctuated on Tuesday, the first trading day of 2023 for many, as investors gauged China's reopening, the anticipated global recession, and central bank hawkishness, while the yen and gold surged to their highest levels in more than six months. The initial hope was Asian assets could stage an impressive comeback this year as investors take advantage of cheap valuations after a near $5 trillion wipeout in valuation in 2022. The Philippine market was a bright spot, though, with the index resisting selling pressure, with the PSEI up a third of 1%, though on thin trade. Also helping boost local sentiment is the S&P Global Manufacturing PMI, which rose to a six-month high in December. I would never say buy the dip. You buy the trend. Trader and business columnist John Mangan does not see any dramatic moves in the equities market in the coming weeks, maybe even months. But he is confident Asia is the good neighborhood to be in this year. You've got interest rates continuing to go higher here in the Philippines. You've got interest rates that will continue to go higher in the U.S. and in the West. But eventually, we will see both of those peaking out, and then interest rates will begin to go lower, both here and abroad. Now, the difference is, we are not going to have any sort of economic uh, disruption, or have, have not had any sort of economic disruption from interest rates going higher, because we are a cash society. Economies in the West, particularly the United States, are in incredibly bad shape right now, and uh, we're going to see uh, a hard landing, meaning that that uh, as interest rates go higher and then turn and start coming down, the economy is going to falter. Well, Philippine Business Bank's Angelo Calabio has this advice. We always tell our clients to, to of course, diversify still uh, their risk. Uh, at the moment, in terms of the of marketplace, we advise them to go for high dividend stocks uh, and uh, still stick to some high be- high beta names, uh, so as just to improve their their stream of income. Uh, fixed income has also been quite good uh, uh, in the next in the past few months. As for global investment banker Stephen Konyang, the difference will lie in whether macro fundamentals like inflation and central bank policy, as well as geopolitics, will trump micro again this year. Then, go for the smaller second and third liners. There are years where the markets are placid, and you look for outperformance from individual stocks. There are years where macro swamps micro, good and bad. The question is, which year is it going to be? What is the most important thing in a macro trend? If it's positive or negative, the lousier companies outperform on the upside or downside. Because, let's put it this way, there was a time, I remember, the copper prices moved up about 10 years ago. Freeport, Macmoran, you know, Rio Tinto, they're all global. They went up like 20% because their earnings went up 20%. The shittier uh, copper companies tripled in price because they went from losing money to making 30% margin. So when macro trends are strong, the people who outperform are the lousier companies. Either they outperform downside if it's bad or upside when it's good because the kick is so much higher.
In corporate stories, third telco player Dito Telecommunity admits plans to underspend this year with a 27 billion peso capex, just half what it spent in 2022, while staying committed to hitting its targets in network buildup and coverage. The Dennis Oil-led Dito CME Holdings saw attributable net loss in the third quarter of last year balloon to 5.9 billion pesos from 3.3 as the surge in revenues, which more than doubled to 2 billion, was not enough to offset higher expenses. It's targeting to double its subscriber base to 25 million this year. In other news, SP New Energy Corp, or SPNEC, says it's preparing over 3,000 hectares in Nueva Ecija and Bulacan for industrial land conversion this year, with majority of the target lands already fully secured. Tracts of land that will be used for its massive solar farm project. Its largest one, under joint venture with Enrique de Zon, Terra Solar Philippines, has a supply agreement with Medalco for 850 megawatts of mid-merit from the planned 3.5 gigawatt solar and 4.5 gigawatt battery projects, which will be in the said areas. Leandro Levista's firm raised 2.8 billion in a stock rights offer last September, but late last year, there were rumors and questions about the company's land bank and whether it can deliver on its promise. And finally, Emirate, which is sponsored by Andertan's Megaworld, says it is on track to hit its goal of 500,000 square meters in portfolio gross leasable area by the end of 2024 from the current 325,000. It's looking to diversify its portfolio by investing in other townships and other real estate properties in areas like Cebu, Bacolod, and Pampanga with the goal of achieving an annual total shareholder return of at least 10%. That is it for today's Market Edge. Don't forget to hit the follow button for the latest market action in the Philippines.